and there's still time. Well, hello there, listeners in podcast land. Remember us? It's the AFTN Podcast. I'm your host, Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And we're coming post-game from BC Place after Vancouver Whitecaps' exciting and controversial 2-0 draw with Seattle Sounders. Boo! I and don't a, like them. And a big boo, too, to referee Ishmael Elfath. Not quite sure what kind of name that is. Well, also not quite sure what kind of referee he was. Well, he's clearly made a name for himself after that really horrible call at, on, on late in the game. I think it was the 80th minute or whatever it was. 82nd minute. Yeah. It's now etched in my memory forever. Not going to forget that. Now, to me, the whole game actually, the referee was about as useful as Landon Donovan's Portuguese phrasebook. And he definitely won't be using that this year, this summer, obviously, based on what we heard earlier in the week. But... And hopefully we won't be seeing that referee for this summer either. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I told you, like, we were talking about it around the 15th, the 15th minute when he was just, like, handing out, like, his, just his demeanor yeah, he, and he everything. he was handing out cards, like, sweeties. No, it wasn't that, just that. It was just his demeanor, even the fouls he called and his demeanor talking to people. It was clear that he was going to affect the game. And I said that, like, around the 15th minute or yep, so. Yeah, you did. And then I, I also was concerned by the fact that Eric Curtado committed a foul... And then he spoke to Sebastian Fernandez about it. Because yeah. it, w- w- with Eric's unique hairstyle, let's say, horrible, I would say, but I'm bald, so I maybe can't comment on hair. But with a hairstyle like that, it's kind of hard to mistake him for another player on the pitch. Yeah, and, and they kept going back and forth. It wasn't me, and Hurtado kept saying yeah, it was me. Hurtado was like, ah, it was, it was me, me, ref, it but was me. He goes, he didn't want to hear it. And then finally he said, okay, fine, you don't do that anymore. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it was just strange all round, but... It was an entertaining game, though. Yeah. I thought. Let, was, we'll, we'll come to the penalty in a bit. Let's let's start things off by the first by ten minutes. The, yeah, first ten minutes. Whitecaps went for it, hell to leather, yeah. rip roaring, gut busting. Pick all the superlatives you want. Yeah, they were just fantastic. It was just good movement all over the place. They were getting chances. Nothing really on net. The I think the closest chance was probably Kofi's. One off the bar then. Manny also had one chance that, you know, was obviously stopped by Stephen Fry there. But other than that, they weren't able to get any real serious chances. And it was, or they weren't able to finish their chances. And that kind of was disappointing a little bit. But I thought that first 10 minutes was fantastic. So let's introduce our guest that we have on the show tonight. We're joined by Harjit Johal who's known as Har Journalist on Twitter, and you can read her work on Red Nation Online. So welcome to the show, Har. Hey guys, thanks for having me on today. And 
What, what were your thoughts of, of how the White Caps came out to start this game? I thought they came out on fire. They created an abundance of scoring opportunities. And like we've seen in previous matches, they were just unable to uh, finish those chances and really missed opportunities. Could have uh, ha- had them earn three points today if they had converted some of those early chances. But Mane and Kofi and I believe Morales cut in. The f- just the first 20 minutes, they were all over the Sounders. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's three points that they should have had in the bag today. I mean, Kofi was playing like a, a man possessed and it, it was clear from the early stages it was one of his best games of the year. I think subsequently it turned out to be his best game of the year. We'll come to him when we come to the Whitecaps' second goal. But kind of just out of the blue, Seattle took the lead. Yeah, it was a, a good play by Kenny Cooper. He tried a couple times to get the cross in, wasn't able to. He kept working at it. He finally got it in and Chad Barrett was able to outjump Nigel Rear-Coker for that header and put it, put it past Osted. Osted really had no chance on that one. I mean, everyone knows the, the film White Men Can't Jump. I can't jump, but I'm pretty sure I could actually have jumped higher than Nigel Rio Coker did to challenge that. Just didn't make any effort at all to try yeah, and get it, to that ball. He had cement legs, basically. It was like no, no movement at all. I, I don't know if he realized somebody was using behind him. I mean, he, he managed to, to fly through the air when he met that bike rack, but yeah. not for cross balls. Yeah. No, it definitely was not there. No, it definitely, yeah, he definitely wasn't there. And, and that, that's what, you know, you have a player like him who's not used to being in the box. Yes, he can, you know, run up the field. He can defend and everything like that. But the, the work inside the box, obviously, is something that he does not have. And, and it's going to be missing until they get somebody, either Bittisher comes back or they get somebody else to replace him. I mean, you're saying cement legs, but there was actually a couple of times in the second half as well that he just didn't seem to have the power in his legs. He was trying to make some runs up the wing and he just he just didn't have what it took to get past the guys. Yeah, I, I thought Nigel had an up-and-down game today. He, uh, he's he been positive all week, but on that first goal, he barely moved and Barrett had all the time in the world to uh, head that past David Elstead. And you've got to help your keeper out in that situation. I think if Nigel at least challenges Barrett, you know, that's a different outcome. I thought Nigel played all right. That was certainly not his best game. He was able to get uh, somewhat involved in the second half. He made a couple of runs like you've mentioned, but he wasn't able to completely go the distance. I saw a couple of given goes where Nigel gave the ball. and Instead of going to retrieve it, there just wasn't that return pass. So I think maybe he's adapting to playing right back. He's out of position, but... You know, uh, what can you expect a guy who's not been in the uh, lineup in an MLS match starting since uh, March 22nd? So there's obviously a bit of rust there, and uh, the Caps have to make do with uh, Nigel at right back until they get uh, Beta Jor or Ethan Sampson back. Now, the second the second goal, obviously, that came really quickly after, like three minutes later. Um, great work by the three guys there, Fernandez, Morales, and Hurtado, and Obviously, Hurtado did a lot to create the shot for himself and just fire well, yeah, it. Yeah, and like Hurtado started and finished the move. Yeah, exactly. And it was a fantastic shot. He put it right between the small space he had between Stefan Fry's head and and uh, the bar. And it was fantastic finish by him. He's he's a guy that's got a lot of confidence right now coming up. Oh, he, he has a hell of a swagger. And like the way he weaved in at the box, left the Seattle defenders on their arse. Just great finish. I do think Fry could have done better. He went down really low, really early. And when you watch the replay, it's hilarious because he's just kind of looking up as the ball goes over his head. Doesn't even any attempt to put a hand up to it. Yeah. It wasn't going to do anything. No. But, but I mean, Har 
for the Caps to come back that quickly, I think it shows just that this team, even if they have a setback, they, they're still confident they can go and get the job done. Yeah, it would have been demoralizing had they gone into the breakdown one nothing after they created all those chances and really took it to the Sounders. Uh, absolutely great play by Eric Hurtado. I think just in this game alone, in the first half, you saw his confidence improve. And, the, and I think it was in the first few minutes, he had that uh, that ball, the, the hard-footed play, where he just lobbed it up and Fry caught it, and we're thinking, what is he doing? And then you go to the 39th minute, and he knocks uh, Triore and Alonso down like bowling pins and just goes around them and puts the moves on them, and he just fires that pass Fry. It was a beautiful goal. It's just uh, it's great to see his confidence growing and him becoming a player that the Whitecaps thought they were getting when they drafted him. There were a couple of times, though, that I felt like he he just needs to slow down a little bit. Like that chance earlier you are talking about when he got that run. If he had taken his time, because he had acres of space. If he had taken his time, seen Manny over to his left, instead of just one-timing that shot and trying to lob it over the keeper, sometimes you don't want too much confidence, but I guess you, you can't. You can't. That's something you don't want to, uh, you know, contain either. You don't want him to like be not the player he's supposed to be. I was talking to a Whitecaps player at halftime. I, I won't say who, but we were just chatting about Eric Hurtado, and he said that, that the locker room they knew that he just had to get that goal, and his confidence was going to come back, and he would just go on a goal-scoring run, and that's now three in three games. Yeah. And what I think this game has shown, like the whole league, really is Kikuta Mane, a lot of attention on him because of what he's done this season, what he did against Seattle the last time. He was heavily marked. He really wasn't, apart from the opening minutes, wasn't much of a player in this game. But the Whitecaps have that firepower. They've got Hurtado, they've got Morales, Kofi today, you've got Matics on the bench. They show that you take one of the guys out of it, it doesn't matter, you've got another two or three that can still come and do something. Definitely, and the guy like Manny could be like a decoy for the Whitecaps, yeah. where, where it opens up a lot more space for the other players. Morales is going to be doing that. It's it's like, in in actuality, when you, people are trying to draw up a plan to defend the Whitecaps, who do they cover? And even a guy like Sebastian Fernandez, you know, he, he had a, my people might say he had a quiet game, but he had a couple of chances right at the top of the box where he could, if he was on target, he would have picked up a couple of goals and finished them. Now the Whitecaps took the lead in the second half. What what a cluster that was! Yeah, the Stephen Fry obviously wanted to save that corner. Well, he did, I mean, and he, he did, and he accomplished what he was yeah, going to do. Yeah, fair play. I mean, he it's always good to set a goal and achieve it, and Stefan did that. Yeah, and he basically fired it, and and it went right to Gosher Kofi, who chested it down, took one touch, and basically fired it over the over into the net, and it was a fantastic finish. It's the second time he's done that. He did it against Chivas last year too, where he he caught Dan Kennedy as well so he's obviously a knack for scoring from distance with no goalie in the net and it showed a lot of composure from from Kofi as well because we've seen some of his wild shots yeah. in the past and I was like ah he's not going to do this but it was fantastic finish and just the look on Fry's face was priceless but I mean talking of composure Gershon as well as Matty Laba they picked bookings up early in the first half the way the referee was going, I was worried. I, I just did not see the Whitecaps finishing with 11 men. I, I just thought one of them, they, they, can't, they can't hold back. But they played very composed. And you'll hear from Carol later in the show like what his thoughts on that were. But I just think like Gershon Kofi, after not starting the season in the team, he's really coming onto his game. 
And I think he's developing into the player that we always knew he could be. But he was so inconsistent and didn't show it last year. But this year he's got the composure, he's adding goals. And he was my man of the match today, Har. Yeah, I had him down for my man of the match as well. And if he keeps playing as consistent as he is right now, I don't see how you can take him out of the lineup. I mean, he's great defensively. And today we got, we got to see him get forward on a few occasions. And the Sounders did, really didn't have a, an answer for Gershon. And I think if he, had, he could have buried a few more chances, he could have easily had a hat trick. And on that, the goal that he scored, I mean, what was Stephen Fry doing? I mean, if you're going to go out and uh, save the ball, just leave it there and go back to your net. Why boot it up the field? And Kofi had great composure to finish that, finish that opportunity and get the Caps the lead. I think you guys could have finished that one, eh? I don't know. Um, my shooting accuracy isn't that good, but <laughs> maybe from maybe inside the six-yard box, I could possibly have found an net. I'm still questioning that for myself. But, I mean, full marks to Gerson. After that goal went in, the Whitecaps, they, they seemed in control. Seattle, they were pushing, but they weren't really threatening the Whitecaps' defence. No, they, and I think then, the Whitecaps actually came close to even getting a third goal. It was very close on one opportunity. But you're right, the, the Seattle, basically, that the controversial call that we talked about at the beginning of the show, that basically came out of nowhere in, in the 82nd minute. Yeah, Terrible, terrible refereeing. And like, if, if you read the comments on my match report on MLS Soccer, even the Sounders fans, they thought it was a terrible decision that they'll take it, as we would if it had been in, in reverse. But, I mean, nobody that I've read thought that that was a penalty. What I think happened, because when I first saw the replay, Jay went up and his, his hands kind of went forward towards Cam Weaver, but he didn't make contact. I think from the referee's angle, he's going to have seen Demerit's hands going forward, thinks he's pushed him. Weaver fell down, so that's why he's given the penalty. Subsequent replays, and obviously the referee, to, to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, doesn't have that. It showed that it was a, it was a clear header, clean, Demerit won it, never a penalty her. It was a shambolic decision by the referee. Never in any match is that a penalty call. You know, Jay goes up to head the ball away. He does that. I don't know if uh, Weaver felt demerit and instantly went down to maybe draw the penalty. Probably. But even so, I mean, that's not a penalty. It completely turned the game upside down and, and cost the Caps I, all three points. I'm going to disagree with you in the fact that I don't, I don't, not the heart. I'm going to be disagreeing with Michael here. I'll, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that Cam Weaver didn't even make an attempt to jump. There was no. He was just standing there. If he had made an attempt to jump and G.A. Demerit went through him or something like that, then you have a call for a penalty. But there was absolutely no chance that's a penalty because of the fact that Cam Weaver's basically on the ground while Jay Demerit gets up and gets a clean header away. I'm uh, like, there's no way that could be called a penalty, and obviously everybody's gonna be saying that going forward. That's obviously the like like Har said, that's the call that changed the game and hopefully doesn't change the fortunes for the Whitecaps this year. But it could, you never know. But well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that that could be huge because that yeah. those two points, as we saw last year, it all comes down just a matter of points in the yeah. end. We were right with Colorado going into two weeks at the end of the season. It's these little things that matter, and we've had it a couple of times now. There's two points lost today. There's points lost against Colorado when Laba got sent off for a, a ridiculous grabbing of the ball. And I I need to check this, but I'm almost 100% certain that that referee hasn't refereed in MLS again because he wasn't actually on their proper list and 
judging by the reaction of the Whitecaps after the game, which we'll hear shortly, and just from folk online, I'll be surprised if the pressure isn't on MLS and we don't see this guy, Ray, for at least a few weeks. He does apparently have a reputation as well. He issued eight red cards in 28 games. So he's kind of all over the place. In MLS or some other league? I think it's MLS. Oh, okay. Definitely will be a, a sticking point in it. I can't wait to see uh, what people are saying online and everything. It seems like it's w- basically one way, like you said before. Even the Sounder fans are going to that. Even, uh, and you'll hear it later too, Siggy Schmidt was not really going one way or the other. He just said, he basically said that Cam Weaver was in the right spot at the right time to get that call, whether it was a penalty or not. Like he, So we'll see what, what, what MLS comes up with if they do issue a statement or they just make it so that he doesn't show up again for a game for a while. So that penalty was in the 82nd minute and although that was the end of the goals, it wasn't the end of the action. It was a pretty frenzied last few minutes and like my heart was in my mouth when Obafemi Martin streaked forward and crashed that shot off the post. Yeah, that was a great uh, a great chance by Obafemi Martins. He's been in terrific form of late. I think maybe the Caps were still a bit bothered by that penalty goal. Maybe they were Caught napping for just a moment, but yeah, there was a, a ton of chances for both teams in the last 10 minutes, and even in stoppage time, Gershon Kofi, who was just fantastic, he had a couple of chances to uh, put the Caps up 3-2, so the action certainly didn't die down after the uh, game was knotted at 2. Yeah, I mean, there was those chances in stoppage time, Kofi had one, Morales just missed by inches, and I, I th- obviously biased, but I think it would have been fair if the White Caps had taken the three points at the end. Ultimately, a draw against Seattle, a team that's leading in the West, is it a good result at the end of the day? Taking out the whole penalty thing, do you feel that getting a draw against the Supporters' Shield leaders, although Salt Lake's probably going to take over that, depending on how the game goes tonight, was it a good result? No, I don't think so. I think they still should have gone over the win because there's so many players missing from this Seattle team. you got Clint Dempsey and uh, Yedlin, who are at World Cup, Chad Marshall went down with a stomach virus or something like that in the morning. Lamar Nagel was a last-minute scratch. Brad Evans was started off on the bench, so it, I, I think it was. Uh, I, I think it was definitely. I think the Vancouver Whitecaps should have came out here with, a, with three points. I think they deserved it. and They should have gotten it based on the penalty call too. They definitely deserved all three points, but you know, a draw is better than a loss. To, to at least get one point against your biggest rival. I think they'll obviously they'll take the point, but they should have earned all three. They deserved all three, and in the end, you, you need to rack up points. So getting that one point goes a long way instead of getting none. So I guess they'll take this. They'll regroup. They'll go down to Portland. They can only take this and move forward. They got a great game from Hurtado, Kofi. I thought David Elstead was good as well. Overall, the Caps played really well, which is a positive sign. So they just need to finish their chances. I do feel that. It's one of those games where a draw feels like a defeat. Whitecaps played well, and I think they'll take a lot of positives from that. A lot of teams aren't going to take any points at home from Seattle, so you kind of have to look at it that way. They were weak. It was a chance there for the taking. Ultimately, it's disappointing, but we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. But that's our thoughts on what happened in the game. Let's hear a little bit now from the Whitecaps dressing room. First, we'll hear from head coach Kyle Robinson, goal scorer Gershon Kofi. Then we'll hear from Eric Hurtado. And a very disappointed, frustrated, and angry Jay Demerit.
very frustrating, if I'm honest. Um, the boys were fantastic from the first minute. I thought the first half an hour we were absolutely phenomenal in our play. Could have been ahead, weren't ahead. They scored on their second chance and then we, we fought back. But it was a very entertaining game. I saw my uh, captain jump for the ball in his penalty box and head the ball away. I think my job is this year, you know, since I took the job, was to try and put um, a certain way of playing, a style of playing in this team. And I think I've done that. So I'll concentrate on my job. Um, and that's my job. And I think today you saw that, you know, we're going in the right direction. Uh, obviously disappointed with the results, but um, the performance of some of the players was, you know, excellent. It would concern me more if we weren't getting chances. Um, obviously, we're getting chances. We've got to work at that, um, or we do something about it. And you know, I, I've openly said we're looking at uh, trying to bring in players to help this group, and I will continue to do that. But the player must be the right player or players, and if they are, then you know we'll move forward with that. But the guys in there said I'm, I'm delighted with them today, and I'm proud of them. And you know, Eric Itado again, another fantastic goal and performance, and um, you know, we, we're just moving in the right direction slowly. I can only um, concentrate on what I can do. Unfortunately, you know, uh, I couldn't do nothing about what's gone on today. And I said I think you will see it today. You know, twenty odd thousand see it. So, you know, as much as I'd um, like to say certain things, I'll talk to, talk about my team, and you know, I'll continue to do that. How concerned were you with Matty and Gerson picking up the early bookings? Very concerned. You must and have heard my team talk yeah. at half time. And the composure that they then yeah. showed in this atmosphere, not to pick up a second. Yeah, no, I was very concerned, if I'm honest, because, you know, a couple of weeks ago at Colorado, Matty, maybe I didn't see that coming because I'm a young coach and I, I just worried that both of them were on a booking and I had strong words with both of them before they went out. I said it was a silly challenge and you'll get a warning. So I spoke to the ref before the game, second half, and I said, listen, you've got to warn him. And I was trying to get it so he'd warn me before then I made the substitution. So I was concerned, yeah, but, you know, they, um, they handled it very well. It's going to be a big game next week in Portland, we know that, um, but they're always good games. Uh, Vancouver this year is always a good game. Yeah, the goalie was the one who cleared the ball, so definitely it was him the goal. So if you can hit the target, you will score. Yeah, I think um, uh, the manager told me I did well. And uh, on my performance, uh, I could have got more than one goal, but um, unfortunately, so we'll take it to the next game and see what happens. I guess you, you showed great composure with the goal, but you also showed great composure after getting a, a yellow card early on. How does that change your game in a game like this when you get booked so early? Uh, I think when you get booked early, you have to be careful about what you do. And then you don't have to get contact, but you can only draw the foul from the opening. So the manager told me I've already got a yellow card, so I should be careful. And did you think you'd won, won the game an extra um, stoppage time with that shot? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I was saying. Like. It's unfortunate, that's the game though, it, sometimes it didn't go your way. And uh, the last shot that I should have been a goal by. You know, a great performance by the team, really proud of the boys. Um, went down and came back. Just unfortunate. Safe to say E-Money's got his swag on now? <laughs> you know, just getting the opportunity and uh, making the best of it right now. So, yeah. Talk about the penalty. I haven't seen the replay, have you? <laughs> yep. Yep? No, okay, no. What do you guys think? <laughs> Disappointing result, but nowhere near disappointing performance. You know, we played great, and fans helped us out, and you just got to take the performance and 
push that forward through this week of training and take that into the Portland game. And I feel confident that our team will uh, do well on the road. Take us through your goal. Uh, a couple defenders look, look pretty silly there. Just linked up with Pedro and Seba pretty well, and I had the space. Saw Alonzo coming towards me, so I acted like I was going to cross it, made him bite, and then chopped it again and then just roofed it. Oh, well, it's devastating, you know. It's devastating not only for myself, but to, to see guys put in the type of performance that they did. Guys put themselves on the line for 90 minutes, and uh, for that to be taken away from us is, is disappointing. You know, uh, as, as players, all we can do is play hard and, and play committed and, and, and work hard for our teammates, and I thought all of us did that tonight. Um, that there, needs, that there needs to be communication from some people. Obviously, that's not going to be me right now. Um, but there needs to be a communication and open communication to make sure that this continues to get better. So uh, for me, I just, ha- I just have to make sure that uh, we continue to fight. I continue to fight with the same effort every week. And uh, next week, hopefully, that, that becomes a different result. Overall, what are your thoughts on the match today? I thought there was only going to be one team winning. Uh, I thought the guys uh, put in the effort that was necessary. I thought the guys worked for each other from the minute one. I thought that was the best first half hour we've played all season. Our link of play was phenomenal. Obviously a little bit disappointing that we didn't get a finish in, uh, in that first 30 because I thought we deserved one. Um, but ultimately, uh, to go away with the draw is disappointing. Everyone's going to walk away a little bit disappointed. Uh, but that's life and that's football. You had quite a chat with the referee. Did you get an explanation, Dave? Uh, well, one, yeah, but one that I didn't disagree with. Or I disagreed with. So, you know, again, you, you ask him questions, you ask him why he does things, but he'll have to answer that uh, in full because, uh, uh, you know, obviously he gets asked the same question. When you, have, when you have two calls like that against you in the last two MLS games here, do you worry that it might affect the way you play? Well, that is the worry, you know, and uh, I'm too old to start changing my game and, and play less committed than I already do. So, you know, it is hard, and I think that's the, that's the thing that's really eating me inside is that um, if, if I have to change my game, then, then I'm going to be in trouble, and uh, and that's that's sad. Uh, you know, I've been along this around this game for a long time, and uh, when you play hard and you play with your heart on your sleeve and you get punished for that, sometimes uh, again that's disappointing. And uh, but it's also something you have to live with, something that uh, that happens, and uh, you got to keep moving on. The, the MLS is obviously the level of plays is rising up. Is the level of officiating on par? Well, that's hard to say. You know, I think you'll. There, there's a lot of people in this league uh, that will have opinions on that. Uh, myself, uh, you know, it, it's hard for me to comment. You know, as players, we play. Uh, we, we have to go out there and try our best every game and work for each other. Um, and afterwards, uh, let, let the people in the administrative side deal with that stuff uh, and the league itself. So as players, we go out there and we, we give our all. And I think we did that across the board tonight. So as you can tell from that, Jay Merrick clearly unhappy by the referee's decision there, and quite rightly so. And I, I rag on Jay Demerit a lot in this podcast, but I have to say I thought he had an outstanding game today. It was like a vintage Demerit, Demerit of old. He was still flying into tackles, but he was winning them. His timing was perfect. He looked comfortable and composed for the whole game, and he wasn't at fault at all for that penalty. I, I just thought that was a really good display from Demerit. Mm. And as, as he said after the game about changing his style of play, I hope he doesn't because I hate modern day football because of that and I like the way that Demerit does play he needs to be a little bit more like he was today in control and how, yeah in control and not how we've seen in the past but I thought he was good no I did too I thought not only was he good at those things that you said but there were a couple instances where he was blocking out passes that could have really hurt the Whitecaps he dove in and was able to time himself properly there so I don't fault him at all I thought this was might have been actually his best game of the season so far 
Uh, I could be wrong about that. It could be something earlier that year that he played no, well. No, I, I think this is his best game. So, and, and to go down like that and to give up the penalty was probably very disheartening for him. And obviously, people are going to be starting those Jay Demerit retirement rumors again. I thought Jay Demerit played really well. He was responsible in his own half. He wasn't caught out of position. He was able to uh, clear the ball away out of danger when that happened. And I noticed he had Obafemi Martins locked down in the second half. He tried to get a few crosses in, and Jay was, wasn't having any of that. I thought he played really well, and it's uh, unfortunate to see him get called for that penalty. He was really upset when he talked to the media. It's a shame because he played really well, and he really contributed to uh, the overall defense of the Whitecaps today. Yeah, the, uh, but the one positive thing you can take out of this game, probably, and what happened to Jay there, is that maybe his neighbors get some sleep tonight. I think that's the one thing we can take out of this, and 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 hopefully that this this you know they get the sleep that they want on a Saturday night when everybody else is partying. I don't know. I think maybe an angry demerit is a partying demerit. So we'll have to see. Another Whitecaps player I want to talk about though is Pedro Morales. No one else that I've seen has mentioned this, but I I just think. He wasn't himself today. I just don't think he was 100%. There's a couple of times he went down, he kind of came up holding his, his thigh and his quad. But I don't know, it just seemed a little bit off. A couple of great passes sprayed about. There was one in the second half where he found Manny. Beautiful pinpoint pass. But I don't know, he just seemed a little off. I think he wasn't as dynamic, and I think a lot of that has to do, a lot of that credit has to do with probably Alonso being on the field and maybe him because there were times that Morales would have come far away from the actual attack and pick up the ball really deep in their own end uh, I, I think I think there was because Morales did set up Hurtado for that goal although Hurtado did most of the work but it was great work there I think it, this was a, less of a dynamic game and more of a control game for Morales and I think he still had a big effect on the game myself in the match I think Morales had a good game. He wasn't fantastic like we've seen in previous matches. Seattle did a great job of uh, controlling him and shutting him down for most part of this match. He did have a, a few exceptional crosses from just one end of the pitch to the, to the other. I think one was to uh, Sebastian Fernandez in the second half. He did pick up that assist on Hurtado's goal. I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was great. You, we never know how, how much he's injured or how much he's hobbled, so maybe that played a factor. But yeah, I thought Pedro Morales had an okay game, not a great game. Hopefully uh, he'll get some rest tonight and celebrate his 29th birthday on Sunday. And the last Whitecaps player I just want to talk about in this little bit is Russell Tybert. Now, left out the team today after a really strong performance against Toronto in the Canadian Championship second leg. It's going to be hard, I think, for him to get back in this team because the best he has played this year is when he's been in a central midfield or a DM role. And just now, those openings aren't there. They need somebody on the right of midfield, and that's not where he's performing best. He's not performing best, but I think... I personally think he should have started today. I, I, like, I, I would have liked seeing him playing in front of Nigel Rio Coker and helping him. Fernandez, I don't think, was offering much defensive help. Um, he's not he's not on there to do that as much, but I think Tiber would have been f- better fit there. And there are going to be times when Kofi and Lava they're going to have to rest them where they're going to get injured. So there are all going to be opportunities there. But overall, I don't think it's Tybert who's not performing well enough to play. I think the other guys are just playing much better and have a better connection in the midfield. I'd have uh, Russell on my bench for now. I just think he's too inconsistent right now. You don't know what you're going to get each game from him. 
he was terrible when they played uh, Real Salt Lake. I think maybe that's had an effect on why he's not been in, why he's been in and out of the lineup. He was great against Toronto in the uh, home match in Vancouver. I think until he shows more consistency or the Whitecaps rack up a few injuries, I have him coming in as a substitute, maybe for some offense if the Caps are down by a goal late in the second half. But for now, I think the Whitecaps have a great formula, a great starting 11, and uh, I would not mess with that at this moment. So let's turn our attention now to Seattle. And Steve, you headed into the Seattle locker room after the game. So let's hear some audio now from head coach Siggy Schmidt, US reject Brad Evans, and Kenny Cooper. First goal, you know, it's obviously the guy gets into the box. We had a chance maybe to stop him earlier, engage the player outside the box. But then, you know, once he gets in the box and we have, you know, two players around him, you know, so we've got a double and we've got to stay on our feet there. And, uh, you know, so we leave our feet, he cuts, and we actually tackle our own player, you know. So, you know, that's something that I think you stay on your feet uh, and you have a better chance of, of, of doing well there. But, uh, you know, and also that just the, the timing of it coming, uh, you know, within about four or five minutes after our goal, you know, that's something that we've got to be, we've got to be a little more uh, resolute at that. But it's coming, and again, we showed character. We showed our character to come back, uh, and we showed our character, you know, because we almost walked away with three. If Obis doesn't hit the post there, if that slips in the corner. Nato. You know, I mean, it was hard because I really didn't watch the replay because I was busy trying to organize our, our team at that point. Uh, so I haven't seen the replay, you know, so I don't know. You know, some people said it was a penalty. Some people said it was soft. Uh, I don't know, you know, but you got to you gotta be willing to put yourself into a position, which Cam Weaver did, and, uh, you know, he ended up calling the PK. Come out with a lot of energy early, you know, and they, they were very good. I thought the first 15, 20 minutes and definitely had us on the back foot, you know, and that was their that was their part of the game. After that, I thought we got into the game more and started to, you know, connect some passes, control the pace of the game a little bit. But they're a team that relies on their speed, relies on their energy and their youth, and, and so they jump on you early. I thought in the second half they started to tire a little bit, and, you know, if we don't give up the goal we give up, I think we have a good chance of winning today. Put things in the past and, uh, you know, fortunate to get a, you know, a result on the road. I thought the guys battled hard. Uh, you know, maybe if we eliminate one, two, one or two mistakes, we might come out of here with three points, but, you know, happy with the boys uh, with a 1-1. Or 2-2. Two, two. Sounds like Ziggy was willing to respect your tough feelings on whether to play or not. Uh, what were your feelings on whether to come back out quickly or not? Yeah, well, I think initially your feelings are, you know, put this in the past and I want to run around and you know, for 90 minutes and, and get after um, You know, maybe sometimes that's not the smartest thing. So I took the smart approach and, uh, you know, I told him I felt good. I was mentally ready to go. Uh, I was into the game. I was, um, you know, I felt, you know, I felt good out there. Um, it's almost as if I just went away for you know conditioning camp for a week and then came back and, and I feel strong, I feel healthy, I feel fit. Um, yeah, but yeah, overall, you know, we spoke about it last night and this morning, and you know, there was never a worry about it. So this is like uh, your second time around in the Cascade rivalry, first time with Portland. How, how, how is it different from last time? Um, well, my first time I came was a very special occasion, opening up the stadium, uh, and I remember a great atmosphere, and it was a great atmosphere today, and. Um, when I've come, the home team's always well supported, and obviously we were very well supported too, which is uh, fantastic. And it shows you, um, you know, the passion that 
um, both clubs fans have for the team so um, you know it's, it's a great privilege to play for a club that's so well supported um, the, the team itself they, they obviously a lot of players missing from today's line not only like because the World Cup call us but injury last minute injuries and everything yeah. like that does it feel good to get a result out of this game even though you guys were up initially and then fall back from the 2-1 deficit uh, well, you know, obviously, uh, one point's better than none, and um, you know, uh, missing players is a challenge that uh, all teams face throughout the year. That the possibility, at least, and um, you know, whether it's injuries, national team call-ups, suspensions, red cards, you know, whatever it might be, you know, that's why you have to have a deep team. And um, I believe we have a very deep team, and <clears throat> I think whoever steps on the field, we have a lot of confidence in that player's ability, and. Uh, you know, uh, you look at uh, someone like Cam Weaver came in and made an impact, uh, you know, drew a penalty kick and, um, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, coming off the bench and, um, you know, played a very important role in the game and, uh, uh, you know, each player is valuable and it's, uh, you know, again, I think we have a lot of confidence in each guy who's uh, going to step on the field for us. Okay, perfect. Thanks a lot. So that was some word from the Seattle locker room there. And we mentioned earlier that they were top of the table, weren't sure if they were going to stay there. Just had the final score in, and it's Real Salt Lake now, Dallas now. So the Sounders are still top of the West and leading the Supporters' Shield. And of course, Portland won today as well, setting up a great game next week. And I like Carol Robinson's comment at the end of the press conference today, where he said it's going to be a great game. Every game involving Vancouver this season is a great game. Uh, bad from Carl Robinson. And to uh, justify what he was saying, the stats clearly show that the Vancouver Whitecaps somewhat dominated this game, if you look at it. Like, if you look at shots, 24 to 8. Um, on target, 62, so that's not that great. But if you look at possession, there was only... F- the, the, the MLS does intervals of five minutes, and there were only five five-minute intervals where Seattle dominated possession, or were more than 50%. Other than the Whitecaps did, did well, they basically had a 54 to 46 uh, advantage possessions. Did better in passing. They passed more and they were they were 84% to 77% better in accuracy. Especially in the attacking half, that was 75 to 65%. So that was really good. And clearly the finishing was the one that, that let them down, especially early in the game. I mean, I, I expected kind of stats like that because I I did think the Whitecaps would dominate today I actually thought before the game my tip would have been a 3-1 win for the Whitecaps I just thought with the weekend week in Seattle the attacking skill and flair that the Whitecaps got that they they would turn it on and they did turn it on but again struggling to finish those chances and they could easily as we've discussed be three up in the first 10 minutes just like Victoria were against the Whitecaps under 23s on Friday night yeah let's not talk about that Good game, though. It was a good game. So before we wrap up, uh, just a quick once round the table. Let everyone know where they can find you online. Har? You can find me on uh, Twitter at, at Har Journalist. And you can read my work at Red Nation Online. And uh, if you're looking for women's coverage, you can check out Equalizer Soccer for all my coverage on the Canadian women's national team. Yeah, I, I know if ever I'm looking for women, Har's one of the first people I get in touch with. Yeah. And my name is Steve Pander. You can find me at Whitecaps Beat and obviously writing for AFTN at Canadian Soccer News. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. 
You can read all our stuff on AFTN on Canadian Soccer News, AFTN.ca, CanadianSoccerNews.com. Also watch out for my stuff on Soccerly.com. I'm the current beat reporter on the Whitecaps for MLSSoccer.com. So we're going to have a few things coming up this week ahead of the Portland game on Saturday. Also watch on AFTN on hopefully Sunday. We have a we have a big and interesting Camilo piece that we're going to bring out. It's certainly going to get the tongues wagging and... And I think a lot of folk are going to be talking about this one. And you can also find my sticker collection online. And if you've got any Panini stickers that I might need, check that out. And give them to her. Ha- Har's not even got an album. It's like, she's just, she's not even hardcore. She does meet random guys in park, though, but that's a whole other story. It's where I do my business. So, until next time, Steve will hopefully be back with a preview podcast this week. Maybe look for that Thursday or Friday. So until next time, thanks for listening. Take care. I hate that referee. And mourn the caps. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.